Good evening, everyone, and welcome to the Newcastle Liverpool Loaded uh, Reaction. Um, as you can see, um, <laughs> I'm on my lonesome tonight. I didn't even realise it was going to be the case, but um, look, we roll as always. And welcome to everyone in the chat, and I'm sure you'll keep me company uh, tonight. And <laughs> I think it's right in saying that that intro definitely uh, paints the picture of how we kind of feel maybe tonight as Newcastle United fans. Um, that's for sure. But get your comments and questions in the chat. Uh, we'll have the conversation. We'll talk all things Newcastle. I want to know your opinions as well um, on all things NUFC. So uh, make sure you get the, your comments and questions in. <laughs> yeah, it, it definitely gives us the idea of what we are, uh, of what we all feel. Uh, we'll have to get a message out to Daz to put the old one back, the upbeat, uh, the upbeat intro back. Uh, that is for sure. Um, but yeah. Not a great day for Newcastle United uh, in terms of the, the result. We'll get into all the talking points as we go along. But look, Newcastle United, 2-0 um, defeat. Um, not not ideal in our preparations for the cup final. But it's not all doom and gloom. There are definitely some positives there. And we'll get into that. Um, that's for sure. But first and foremost, um, the the... Terribly sad news that was confirmed um, early on this morning um, of the death of Christian Atsu. Um, you know, our thoughts go out to his, you know, his family, his children, his his loved ones. Um, it wasn't the way in which we wanted to start the day. We we're obviously recognising Sir Bobby Robson um, uh, uh, on what it would have been his 90th birthday. And we had uh, Eddie Howe that was um, there, you know, uh, laying flowers um, next to his statue, which was a really, really nice touch from one manager to, to another. Um, so that kind of started the day in a positive way. But then that news came in around Christian that soon changed um, the, the feeling around it all. So, yeah. A really, really a difficult one, um, you know, to, to kind of start the day. But I did think it would get us up. It would get us going. Uh, we got the team sheet. Uh, I've got to be honest, I, for one, was very, very surprised with Elliot Anderson's, um, uh, you know, inclusion in the team. Um, it's clear that, in my opinion, he stuck with the tried and tested 
um, 433. Um, I want to get your opinions in the chat. Do you, do you agree? Do you think it was the right decision? Um, obviously, you know, result aside and, and all the rest of it, were you happy to see Elliot Anderson in the team? Do you, do you think, more importantly, that it was the right decision for that? We had, obviously, Wilson on the bench. Would you have preferred Gordon to start? I'll be honest, I thought Gordon was going to start. I was really surprised and shocked that he didn't. Um, but, uh, look, we we go with the manager and we trust Eddie Howe as always. And look, before the game, um, there were some lovely, lovely tributes um, from all the clubs that he's managed. Um, They've they come together, club together, and to show their support. And it was a really, really nice touch. And um, Bobby 90 was there um, in full view. Um and then we get onto the game. Look, I'm not gonna do the run the, the run through of the game. Um everybody knows uh, who's watched the game what, what had happened, but just some just some clear moments in the game. We'll talk about it. The Nick Pope Pope situation in which um he gets a straight red card and he now misses the car Carabao Cup final uh, which is a massive massive blow. Um, to Newcastle, it really, really is, and that really is the big moment in the game. Um, we were two 0 down at that point, so we we're already flagging. But to to lose Pope for that game next week is massive, a massive, massive dent in our hopes of securing the cup. Um, I want to get your thoughts and opinions on this, um, uh, without doubt. I mean, life goals has put no hope, uh, with, with, with no hope without Pope, lads. Um, you know, nicely put um, put point there. Does everyone else agree? Um, do you think it's no hope with it without uh, Nick Pope? Um, it, it's a massive blow. Uh, he's been so good for us this season. Um, but in my own honest opinion, I think it was a really, really poor decision. Um, some people said he didn't mean to, um, you know, to touch it with his hands. You know, I, I think if you look at this, um, it's very, very clear. You look at the arms uh, and the hands and the way they're manoeuvred. He was definitely looking to get his hands around that ball. And um, unfortunately for us, it means that, you know, he, he gets the red red card. There was talk about um, after the game, Eddie Howe saying, you know, he was asked the question, would there be an appeal? I don't think there'll be an appeal. I, I don't think you can appeal that, um, if I'm honest. And I think Pope knew his reaction. He was already down a tunnel or halfway down the tunnel, he knew um, that it was going to be, uh, he was going to be off. Um, so we have to keep moving forward. Um, I'll go through lots of other comments um, that are down there. Um, John said, I'm thinking Liverpool's decline has been vastly exaggerated. I, I wouldn't worry too much. They're a good team and it's just that simple. Yeah, it's a fair assessment. They've got quality players uh, and those quality players really come to the forefront today. Um, I thought Salah was good. Um, I thought Nunes before the injury was good, uh, caused a lot of problems with that inside running. We knew it was going to happen. We talked about it on away days. Um, I was on Chris Khan's channel and he mentioned the same, that inside run uh, was always going to be a problem in and behind. We had to try and find a way of stopping that and we didn't, um, unfortunately. Um, but yeah, and going back to Swanky, welcome Swanky. Um, Wags, um, you know, hope we can appeal. I've just said it, I don't think we can. Um, I really don't think we can. Uh, Jordan Team for Life say the same. Uh, there was talk about it, but I just don't think it's going to happen. Um, but yeah, even more of a crazy decision. Swanky Rags has put it as well. Longstaff was back in defence, which is why I don't know what you guys think, but there was a there was a question of of the um, of 
the the actual decision in the red card in itself because we did have men back and the way in which Pope dives and you'll see it best from this position right here is that actually he's going away from goal but looking at that bottom picture there um, and, and I'll take the comment off you know if he leaves it to Salah do you think that Longstaff's getting back to stop that or do you think Salah's putting that away me personally I think Salah's putting that away and it's 3-0. But would you have taken the 3-0 to have Pope in for the final? I certainly would have. Um, so, you know, that that's just my opinion um, there with, with regards to that. Um, uh, Sydney's put, a defeat was coming. It happened after 20 minutes. Our performance after that was good. Um, and we will win next week. And look, I hope you're absolutely right. And I have to say the performance um, was much better. We it was almost like those three decisions, the two goals and the red card, almost kicked us into gear. Um, after that point, it really did kick us into gear, and we actually started playing some decent football. Um, you know, we, we can talk about individual players as we go along. I won't do a. Um, a a kind of a, a run through in regards to ratings. Um, I'd rather know what you guys think, to be fair, um, on various different things and get your questions in and your opinions on all things. Um, Newcastle United, uh, Yano's put, um, they're not a good team. Uh, we were a match with 10 men and we are way off the finished team yet. I agree with you. Uh, I think, if anything, that performance tonight showed us that there's, 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 development left in this team, in this squad of players. There's more work to be done. Um, we are nowhere near the finished uh, finished article. Um, and yeah, we, we did match them with 10 men. We actually, at times, and Jurgen Klopp said it in his presser afterwards, we actually look better um, at times than Liverpool with 10 men. Um, and that just that just goes to show um, that if we'd have if we'd have continued to play the way we did in the first five minutes, where we really pushed them back, and if we were a little bit more solid in defence, we could have really caused them some problems today on an even keel. Um, but the, the two goals hit him very, hit us very very quickly, and it's hard to recover from that um, to try and get yourself back in the game. And then the red card adds to that as well. Surely the club should have not allowed Dubravka to play domestic cup um, at. Man United in case he returned in January. You know what? It's a difficult one. Um, can you agree that with a team that you're that you're loaning a player out to? Can you say, oh, yeah, we we want you to loan him, but not play him in the cups? Is he really going to play in anything else? You know, maybe Europa at best, but he was never going to play in the Premier League. So, what was the point of them then loaning him? Which then brings a completely other quite different question: Is why did we loan him in the first place? But uh, you know that that's one that will will surely drag on. Um, um, John put um, John Marcus has put I'd man Mark Rashford. He's on fire and he has to be stopped. Look, many have tried and failed recently to stop him. He drifts from left to right. He plays as a frontline striker. He will play three or four different positions over the course of the game. It's hard to man-mark somebody when they're playing with that level of confidence. Um, however, we've got our back four to choose from, um, our trusted back four. Um, 
And I believe that we've got enough to stop someone like Matt Rashford on the day. Um, but it's just whether we can do the other bit, the other side. Can we get the goals? Can we cause them enough problems? Um, Gary's put Liverpool, VAR <laughs> cheats and always have been. Um, I don't remember any decisions where I thought they were cheating tonight. The VAR was the VAR. It was a red card um, for me. Pope deserved to get sent off. Can't remember anything else. Um, the you know for the goals neither were off were offside, they weren't even close to be fair. So uh, I think they were quite quite fair. There was no issues with that. Um, Roger Cook's put uh, Pete. Do you think Gordon has now passed um, the cameo role? He looked good. Um, worked with Maxi, um, um, who was in your opinion man of the match next week. Well, he he, he can't play in the cup final. Gordon cannot play in the cup final. So that's a big issue right now. Um, uh, you know, the positive is, is we've got Bruno back, which is brilliant. He's back in the team. Um, we need him. We need his creativity. We need um, his ability to be calm and collected on the ball and to find those passes that other players in the pitch cannot do. Um, but with Gordon, I, I've got to be honest, guys, I was really, really shocked that he didn't start today. Playing against, you know, as an Evertonian, playing against Liverpool, it had been bang up for that game. He can't play in the final. She could have given him 90 minutes and just said, you know what, go and do your stuff. So I'm really surprised. I had it on away days. So, um, I didn't get to show you the tactics board, but I had Gordon playing in that number 10. I didn't have Anderson playing. And I thought it'd be a, a strict two with Joe Linton and, um, and Longstaff. So I'm really kind of disappointed that he didn't actually play. Um I wanted to see him and we need to see more of him and he needs minutes because he wasn't really playing for Everton until, um, you know, he wasn't really playing up until he actually moved um, and signed for Newcastle. So for me, um, I just I just feel he should have played today. It was the perfect game for him. Um, uh, Life Goals has put uh, on a separate note, Chris Wood scored a leveller at Man City today. Do you think that secures the 15 million move? Life Goals, if you've not already heard, before the game today, the move's already been made permanent. I think that would have been made permanent yesterday. I think there was only a few appearances which triggered the, the deal. And I think, if I'm right in thinking, uh, Martin Hardy wrote the article, it, it works out to 19 million overall, including the loan fee, which is a hell of a deal. Um, for Newcastle, and this is why they ended up letting him go. Um, but yeah, uh, uh, Swanky Wags has put again, Pope did try and head the ball first. Um, uh, the arms afterwards were instinctive. You're right, but you're not going to get away with it. That's the problem. You're just not going to get away with it. He did go for his head. He did try to head it. You look at where the ball actually dips. He, he probably could have used his feet, but because he, he had so much momentum, he's just trying to throw his body at the ball. And then he knows that uh, Salah's coming in, so he's almost tried to kind of like sneakily protect it. But with VAR nowadays, you can't you can't get away with it. You can't get away with it nowadays. Um, and would I? They're absolutely right. Get behind Carrius next week. Um, we need to get behind him. Show the support. Um, we we really really need to get behind him. And you know what a way to quieten your um, your critics. He got a lot of stick for his performance in the Champions League final for Liverpool. How great would it be if he ends up being the reason why we win the cup final next week uh, and, and doing the biz for us in goal? You know, he's not a bad goalkeeper. Far from it. 
Um, but obviously, um, history and certain games that have stuck out um, are the reason why he gets a, a bad rap. But let's get behind him, that's for sure. We've been needing to kick up the arse. Draws have become too regular. Uh, Craig Lee's um, put that comment on there. It, I would agree with it. Um, uh, we need to we need to get out. I got I got hammered last week for tweeting to say we're in a slump. We are in a slump compared to what we've been this season, and um, and we needed a kick up the arse to get out of that. And today, and what happened today, and going into the final next week could give us that kick up the the backside. Let's face it, guys. We after Sunday only play one game a week, apart from the um, the uh, return, the the rearranged fixture with West Ham. Uh, at the Olympic Stadium, we play one game a week. So we will get back up to fitness. We will give the players a rest. Players will come back fit. I think going into the final next week, I think we've only got, obviously, Kraft's long-term, but we've only got Willock. Um, that's touch and go. Target today played in the 21s and scored, and scored a goal and got an assist. So he's back amongst things. He'll probably be in the squad someday. So... Willock's our only question mark, obviously, Pope and, and, um, and Kraft aside. So we've still got options there to choose from as a squad. Uh, Wilson coming on today, playing, what, 20, 25 minutes, um, was a positive too. Um, so Maurice uh, Kennedy thinks that the, the, the wheels are falling off. It's not the wheels falling off. You know, we, we, are, we are deserving of a dip over the course of the season, Okay. Every team has one. Liverpool have had one that's lasted God knows how long. You know, Man United have had their dip at the beginning of the season. Man City have had their dip. Arsenal have had their dip and may have another one again. That's okay. It's okay. It doesn't mean that the wheels are falling off. We are. Ne we were never ever going to go through the season only losing one game or winning every game. But it was never ever going to happen. But it's how we manage that. It's how we deal with it. It's how we get out of that slump and how quickly we can do it. If we can get for it quickly, and the best way to do that is by picking up a trophy next Sunday. If we can do that, that will kick us on for the rest of the season. I've got no doubt about it. Um, uh, a few others are saying about can Pope's um, red card be appealed? I don't think it can. Um, at all. Uh, Fox is put very proud of the lads today. Great effort after the record. Just one of those days where everything that could go wrong did. Uh, and, when, and when it's against elite opposition, you pay for it. Keep our heads up. Yep, I, I would agree with you. Um, yep, keep our heads up and we just keep pushing on because things will get better. Um, Life Goals has put Elliot Anderson isn't a central midfielder. He's a wide forward. For me, I've got to be honest, people may not agree in the chat. He should have gone on loan. He should have gone on loan in January to a team in the Championship, someone like Burnley, um, Sheffield United, where he's going to play at the top end of the Championship, play minutes and 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 dominate games. He should have gone to a team like that in, in this window. I, I, he shouldn't. He shouldn't have stayed at Newcastle. Being on the bench and playing minutes here and there is not ideal for his development, in my opinion. Um, and I do think in the summer he'll probably he probably will go on loan. Um, um, and have a full season elsewhere. But I think it should happen this season, personally. Um, and I wouldn't have started him today, personally. Um, I, I would have gone with Gordon. I think Gordon needed to play. Um, you know, Swanky Wags, sheer guts from the guys. Um, get the final out of the way, hopefully winning it, and we'll rise again. That is for sure. Um, 
Uh, Paul King's put, we're never going to beat Man United at Wembley. Sick of hearing how our players are tired, uh, playing once a week. Um, Man U had Barcelona on the ropes Thursday. They're playing a lot better than his. Look, Man United fans are putting us as favourites. They're the ones that they're... Like, I've had uh, a Man United fan who I know quite well, um, who actually lives in Newcastle, Jamie. Um, and he he said about Newcastle being favourites. Man United are favourites. I don't care about the game on Thursday. Man United for years have been primed and prepped to play two games a week. Their squad has been primed and prepped to play Champions League on a Tuesday, Wednesday and a game on Saturday, Sunday or a game on Thursday, play Sunday, Monday. Their team are programmed and trained to do that. Ours is not. We've, we've got very little amount of players that have played European football. You know, you've got the likes of Isaac. And Botman in recent years, um, Bruno Gomez in recent years that have actually done it. All the rest of us, have, all the rest of the squad have just played for Newcastle or just played in the Premier League. So they are primed and prepped for it. We're not. So I don't care about the Barcelona game or, um, on Thursday for, for Man United. Um, they are the favourites. We're going into this, the underdogs, and that's exactly where I want us to be because I want us to pull up trees. I want us to cause problems. I want us to throw the history books out there and make a massive difference. Um, and I still have hope. I still believe that we will be Man United. I really do. Um, so Paul King, keep the faith, keep keep with the team. Look, things will get better. Um, there's no doubt about it. Um, we keep moving on. Get your questions in, guys. Um, keep those um, questions going. Um, I've got Yano. Uh, loaning Dubravka wasn't the problem. Accepting him back was. The fact that he was cup-tied um, should have automatically meant that he didn't get back on the bench. I agree with Yano 110%. Put, you, put, you, put comments in the box. Um, let us know. Let us know. Um, whether you agree with Rihanna, I agree with him. I remember when he came back on one of the loaded shows and I said, I didn't want him back. I didn't want him back. I'd have carried on with Karius on the bench. Um, he he chose he chose his, his colours in the summer where he had the opportunity to stay, but he jumped at the chance at Man United. At that point, if he'd have come back on loan, if, he, if his loan fell through at Man United, I'd have just sold him off or loaned him out, got him out the door. But he came on today. He was all right. Um, he was all right, but you can tell the levels between him and Pope in goal and um, what they do in goal. Obviously, Pope's decision today was poor, but Pope's um, levels to, to Dubravka um, and he shouldn't have come back in. I agree with that 100%. Um, yeah, uh, Roger, he is cup-tied, um, definitely. Um Someone, I think Craig's, uh, well, I think it's Craig's initial point said, Gordon um, played Wilson in again. Um, yeah, uh, Wilson wasn't on it at all. It, it, I'll be honest, I thought Wilson was going to bag that. I really did. Um, I thought, you know, again, you could say it was a good save from Alisson, but equally, um, I thought it was, it was partly poor finishing as well. I thought, I thought Wilson could have done better. Um, but, Look, it is. It is. Um, Daniel Kane said terrible at the back. Um, I've got to be honest. If you look at the so the first goal uh, for me, um, there was someone on Twitter that said, "Oh, that, that Maxi was kind of like left ball watching," and may well be the case. Um, but once that ball gets played in, the space that Nunes has 
should never have happened. Shaw is far too far too up the pitch. He's literally, he, you know, he's literally got sucked to the ball, and Nunes is whipped in and behind. He should have been closer to him, and Trippier had a decision to make: Do I go with Nunes? Or do I worry about the player behind me that I'm marking? And he was caught in no man's land. Um, and there was a big mix-up between Trippier and Shaw uh, of where they should have been positionally. But what I was mo- most disappointed about with that first goal is if you watch it back, the reactions to try and recover that ball from both Trippier and Shaw were really poor. They almost kind of gave it up and just were like, yeah, have, have the shot. Um Really disappointed with that. Watch it back. If you disagree, that's absolutely fine. But I watched, I've watched it a few times now, and I thought their recoveries to try and win that ball back were not good. Um, and some people say it's in a split second, but I think Shaw could have made further ground on Nunes. So when Nunes takes a shot where Shaw is, he could have been a lot closer to that ball and potentially put pressure on him, um, as as could Trippier. Um, and I thought that could have been better. The second one. Um, Trippier should have just continued with his man. If he'd have continued with Gakpo, Gakpo wouldn't have had the open shot that he did have to, to beat Pope for the second one. Um, so, yeah, uh, you know, it was, again, uh, poor tracking from Trippier with regards to that. And I said, I tweeted that earlier. It was just individual mistakes that let us down. Pope for the red card, individual mistakes that let us down. But it happens. It happens in games. Um, and look, let's face it, our, our back five have been outstanding this season. The best in the league. Still the best in the league, even by losing 2-0 tonight. So, look, I'm not going to... Uh, I don't think anyone should harm them at all because they have been, uh, they've been outstanding. Um, yeah, uh, looking, forward, looking forward to seeing Gordon play with our number one striker. Who's our number one? Um, I, I think, you know, Isaac will play moving forward. I don't know if we'll play in the final, which might um, you know, pose a few questions from people in the chat. I don't know if we'll play in the final. I actually think Wilson might well play in the final. For me, I'd play both. Um, I'd play them both and just go for it. But um, uh, I do believe that moving forward, Isaac will be our number one striker and we're going to have to slightly change the way we play to get the best out of Isaac. Um but I think Gordon playing in, in that little hole or on the left or right moving forward could be a good thing. You know, with Gordon, he was okay today. Um, but I see, I, I think we'll see the best of Gordon next year. He'll have about six months to build into the team, get used to the way we play. I can see Gordon being being the guy next year that really kind of pulls up trees, has a good preseason under his belt, hopefully playing a little bit of European football as well. I still believe we'll get Europe, no doubt. Um, and um, I think he'll really kick on next year. I really, really do. Um, so that that's just my thoughts on there. Um, PDK put, we, we let three players go in January, got one in. Um, how has January not um, not fucked our, our season? Um, I'm not sure who that was referred to. It might be someone further up in the, in the chat. But yeah, it has affected, it has affected us. Um, it has affected us uh, because we let players go and we haven't um, replaced them. In particular, that centre midfield. Um, that's for sure. And look, uh, would I there's put uh, Alisson Maximum was on fire tonight, and he was. He got he got Sky's man of the match, rightly so. I thought he was the best player on the pitch, even including uh, Liverpool players. In my opinion, um, some people may not agree with that, and that's okay. Um, but yeah, I just think that Maxi was um, was very good. 
tonight. Um, he really, really created a number of really good openings. And he was the one player that um, that Liverpool were genuinely scared of. They were genuinely scared of him today. Um, as soon as he gets the ball, they back off, they back off, they back off. They don't want to know. They get three or four men around him. Um, what I loved about that is that they just kept giving him the ball and saying, you know what, go at him, go at him. What we saw with ASM today is what we didn't see against West Ham that frustrated me and what we didn't get to see because we didn't get the opportunities against Bournemouth is to run at his man and attack him and attack him. The best players are relentless. They'll say, I'm going for you again and again and again and fullbacks hate it. That's what we need from Maxi. Some of his runs when we were down to 10 men managed to get his corners, creating chances off, off nothing. Had to give a great little ball in for Isaac in the second half, early on in the second half, which Isaac just put over the bar. Creating moments. You know, on another day, he walks away with two assists, maybe more, to his name. Um, you know, if Miggy finishes his chance in the first half, which I think he should have, um, and Isaac takes his chances walking away, with two assists and we're, we're looking at stats and all the rest of this stuff in a very, very different light, but he's creating moments and it goes back to the argument and, you know, some people may have a different opinion of Maxi and that's absolutely fine. Um, I think, you know, Maxi needs games. He needs games and you can see with the runner games and Eddie Howe's talked about it with the runner games. I do believe that with Maxi, um, he'll, you'll start to see the best, um, and what what better way to to create more moments is next week in in the cup final? Um, that's that's what I see anyway. Um, uh, Brian um, uh, Mahon has put Trippier's form has dipped, uh, has really dipped, I think. Uh, but he owes us nothing, so hopefully uh, picks it back up. Yeah, it might just be down to you know games and tiredness and you know various other things. Again, another player that's created a number of moments in games recently, but. Players haven't taken them. You know, we're, Brian, you're talking about Trippier may have dipped in form, but he's given, given te our team opportunities where he could have probably in the last two games against West Ham and Bournemouth walked away with two or three assists in 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 both of those games. And if, if he gets them, we're looking at Trippier in a completely different light, but he is continuing to create chances. Um, the the biggest chance creator in the Premier League this season. Um, and you're right, he is allowed to have a dip in form. He's been outstanding for us, our captain, um, without an absolute doubt. Um, so, yeah, um, uh, William Kane, top man, you agree, play both of them. I would, Wilson, Isaac. We need to go for the jugular. We haven't won, we haven't played in a cup final for 24 years. And I do believe, you know, for as good as Liverpool were tonight, I think Man United's defence is not as strong as Liverpool's. And it's weird to say that because Man United are higher in the league than Liverpool. But I think individually, Man United's defence is not as strong. And I think we can cause them problems. Um, and they haven't got a goalkeeper like Allison, that's for sure. Um, and that's the thing for me. We need to, we're, we're creating chances, but we need to take them. And we need as many players on the pitch that can take chances. We know Bruno can take chances. We know Wilson can take chances. We know Isaac, when he gets them, can take chances. Uh, we know Miggy, top goal scorer this season, 10 goals can take chances. Play them. I don't know how Eddie Howe is going to put them into this team. 
he can make that decision, not me, but I think we need to go for it um, uh, on Sunday. Um, and you know, first and foremost, we need the first goal. If we get the first goal, we've got something to hold on to or something to build on into the game. I think that could be um, amazing. And uh, really build us for a fantastic final. Um, Jordan Two for Life has said, let's be honest, most of the fan base hated to see Wood on the pitch and now he's gone, some blame uh, the club. Uh, it, it was a great deal. Shelby leaving Hurts, but Hurts is, but how didn't want to want an unhappy player staying? I, I get it, but I just think the club should have done more to get the player in to replace Shelby to do more. It was a mistake. I think it's clear. I think all everybody around, including the owners, know that it was a mistake that we didn't get the replacement in to buffer the squad. That I don't believe will happen again. Um, and it's part of learning. You know, it is part of the learning when you're building the team to play at the highest level, in my opinion. Um, life goals has put so Pete when Miggy Gordon, ASM Wilson, Jolinton Willick, Bruno Sean, and he's at are all fit. Who's your front six? Wow. Uh, that's um that's a tough question. That's a tough question. Personally, I think we're going to... I'm, I'm thinking on my head, off the top of my head, I'm thinking obviously about the cup final. But I think that's a really, really tough question to answer. Um, I might have to come back for that one. Um, but yeah, it's, it's a great one. A great question. I think... I think we might have to change formation. I think we might have to play with a number 10. Um, I would play... Come back to me. Come back to me. That's a tough question. I need time to think about that one. But great one. Um, I'll, I'll star that one. Life goals. Um, just very, very quickly, whilst you guys are here, thank you so much. Um, for watching the show, over 200 watching, which is amazing. Um, if you haven't clicked the like button, just click that like. Um, and I've seen a few in the chat that are new um, to put in comments into that. So welcome to you. Um, come and subscribe. We are well on the way to 6K. Um, come and help and show your support for all things Loaded Mag and UFC. Um, what, uh, you know what? I'll put that question up again, actually, from Life Goals. What would your... Uh, what would your front six be to everyone else in the chat? I'm interested to see your front six. I, I need time to think about this because I'd be like maybe leaving out players that I think maybe should be should be playing. Um, it's a tough one. It's a tough one. The one thing I would probably say with certainty is that somewhere in that front six, we have to have Bruno and we have to have Joe Linton because they're so crucial to us uh, in the way we, we play. I thought Joe Linton was brilliant again today. Uh, played played like he played like he was two men um, at times um, from a defensive point of view. But Bruno and and Joe Linton have to play in this team. Um, all the rest of them are up for debate, in my opinion, um, for various different reasons. But what are your front sixes, guys and girls? Put your comments in the chat. Let us know um, uh, what your front sixes will be. And thank you for coming a member. Uh, Brian Mahone, um, a YouTube member, welcome to the Loaded Mac NFC family. There will be a competition coming very, very soon where there will be prizes up for grabs. We have got them ready um, and they'll be coming. So all members uh, for Loaded Mag NFC will be put in for that draw um, and some great prizes on. 
Um, we do do good prizes on Loaded Mag and UFC. So we've got a couple coming very, very shortly. So keep in touch with that one. Um, they'll be on the shows very, very soon. Um, so thank you for Brian becoming a member. The Super Chats are open. Um, we, we appreciate all the donations and support that people give to the channel, um, as always. So um, throw them in um, too. And yeah, just going back to... Um, Christian, absolutely, absolutely heartbreaking. It really, really is um, uh, the main cloud. That is for sure. Um, Sanks coming with his front six already for the Carabao Cup final. This is so he's gone with um, ASM, Isaac, and Miggy as the front three, and then Joe Linton, Bruno, and Longstaff. That's not a bad shout. Not a bad shout at all. Does everyone agree with saying with regard to that? Um, that's not a bad shout at all. Not a bad shout. Um, what other ones have we got in there? Um, there'll be one or two others that'll be popping up. But um, uh, Gallagher Brown, welcome to the channel. Um, I think we will 100% be okay with uh, with a 10 next year. Um, I, I, I genuinely think that we will change formation um, at some point. We will transition out the 4-3-3 at some point. I think it, it fits us really well right now. But with, with the likes of Gordon coming in, it builds and asks a problem. We saw Isaac players in number 10 and score the winning goal against Fulham. We're linked with another number 10 heavily. You you guys and girls know I talk about him a lot, James Madison. If we're going to get someone like him in, he can play on the left or the right. I think he can play in the number eight, but he is a number 10 as well. Um, so I do think at some point we are going to change the way we play um, and, and structure that um, a little bit different. So um, really good point there. Um, so so um, Ian's put him, um, it's a slow build, get used to it. It is a slow build. It's not going to be a Man City or Chelsea. That is not for, uh, that is for sure. Um, so it will be a slow build, but we will get there. I'm confident that we will get there. Uh, Mark, welcome Mark to the channel. We're not scoring. That's the problem. You're absolutely right. I messaged into the Geordies Down South uh, chat um, and I said, you know, what really concerns me is um, is not actually necessarily the the, the, the goals because um, obviously we're not scoring goals. I think that's clear for, for everybody. But we're not actually, we're not, we're not shooting when we could. I mean, we, we had, we, I think we had about 13 shots at goal today. But we could have quite easily had double, maybe triple that. And we have op we work opportunities to shoot. And it's almost like we're waiting for the next pass. We're waiting to pass the ball. We're not looking to build a, you know, create an opening and take a shot and, and work the keeper. We're always looking for almost like that, that walk-in goal. We're trying to walk the ball into the net. We don't need to be that way because we've got guys that can finish, but we just don't see it enough. Um, and that's a that's a bit of a concern for me. But look, it will turn around, no doubt about it. Adam, top man, welcome to the chat. Um, he's gone with Isaac, Miggy and Gordon. Um, and then Bruno, J7 and Longstaff. People will agree with that. That's an interesting uh, front three um, and front uh, midfield three as well. Um, I mean, the midfield three would mean that Willock would stay out. Obviously, the front three would mean um, Alice at maximum would stay out. Still brilliant squad players to bring off the bench, but are they the ones, are they your go-tos? Uh, let's see. Um, yeah, Foxy said congratulations to Chris Wood. Um, a, a lot of unnecessary jokes by our fans about his ability, but it turned up with a big goal today uh, versus one of the best teams in Europe. Yeah, fair play. He was in that position. No doubt about it. 
Um, yeah, PDK has gone Bruno, J7, and Willock. Oh, so Willock's in uh, PDK's uh, midfield three. And then Gordon, he's at Miggy, same as Adam for the front three. Um, yeah, Hudson, yeah, uh, up the Reds. Well, yeah, congratulations, you guys won. Uh, deserve the three points uh, in the end. Fair play to you. We are always uh, fair when necessary on, on this channel, that's for sure. Uh, Swanky Wags has gone. Isaac, Almiron and ASM as his front three, uh, or her front three, sorry, Julie, um, and uh, Joe Linton, Bruno and Longstaff as the midfield three. So that's an interesting one as well. We've got Minnesota Mags, um, Bruno, J7, um, and Maxi in the number 10. Interesting. So change of formation there, Minnesota Mags. And then you've got um, Gordon left wing, Mickey right wing, and Isaac up top. Interesting change of formation. I do think it's going to happen at some point. Put your comments in the chat whether you agree or not. It will happen at some point, I, I do believe. Whether we do it, it when we secure Europe, whether we do it in Europe and maybe not in the Premier League or vice versa, I don't know. But I do think that we are going to change tactic at some point and we're going to change the formation. I think it's part of um, not just our evolution, um, but I think it's part of Eddie Howe's evolution as manager. Um uh, we'll never play um, a front six from the start, maybe five at most. I think, Geordie, two for life, I think it's just how we set up. So we normally play as a midfield three and uh, and, and, a, and a forward three. So I think it, I think we're just referring to those six players in those positions. I think, you know, one or two Minnesota Mags has put Maxi in a number 10 role um, um, or one or two have put like a midfield three in there as, as a sitting midfield three. But... Um, yeah, I, I think that that's what people are referring to with regards to the, the, the front six. Um, Craig Lee, um, I play four, two, three, one. So Bruno Joe um, in that midfield pocket with Amiron, Isaac, and ASM, and Wilson up top. Let's go get at them. Yeah. I wouldn't argue with that team either. I really wouldn't. There's some good some good um, teams coming out here. Roger Cook has put Bruno, J7, Longstaff as a midfield three, then Gordon, ASM and Isaac. So no Miggy in there uh, for for Roger. Um, interesting one. Um, January transfer, we could we could sign one or two players more. We could have. You're absolutely right, saying we could have. Um, but yeah, um, I think... Everyone knows that, that um, Gordon can't play in the final. I think the original question was regarding um, from life goals, the front six moving forward, um, just when they're all fit. Um, I think some people have put their front six for the final. Some people have put their front six moving forward. Um, so, yeah, I, I do. I think they know that um, that, he's, that, that Gordon's cup tied um, anyway. Um, I think there's a bit of a conversation here with regards to um, so Ian's put, um, you've included, I've got carried away, our squad is miles away from the top four. Um, and then Yano's come back and put in, our squad depth is way off top 10. We've really overachieved this season. And yeah, nobody expected us. Let's let's be honest, let's remember, nobody expected us to be in the position that we are right now at the beginning of the season. If, everyone, if anyone thought that we would be going into approaching March in fourth place, like, you'd be lying. I don't think anyone would thought that. So there were some people that thought we'd be top six. I personally, I thought I was willing to take anything from 10th to 8th as part of our, our transition. And um, for me, we've massively overachieved from where I thought we would be. But now we're there. 
let's try and secure it. And we've got the games and we've got the advantage of playing one game a week and keeping players fit to ensure that that's the one focus, that one game every week and we can leave it all out there. Once the final's done and hopefully we've got the trophy in the cabinet, we can then focus on that one game a week. But yeah, in terms of the squad depth, we are not ready for a European campaign the way we are right now. We've got to turn that around. Going into the summer, we need to make multiple signings. Um, but we also need to let multiple players go. So there's going to be, I think this summer, a very busy summer. There's going to be a lot of ins and outs with regards to that. That is for sure. There's going to be a lot of movement with regards to players coming in and coming out because it has to be. We have to be European ready if we're going to play European football. That's for sure. But I'm no longer on my own. Someone's come and join the chat with me. Um, uh, and really, really appreciate it. I think he's been to the game tonight. So welcome in, Richard. How are you? I'm all right, man. <laughs> I, I, saw, I, I didn't realize you were going to be by yourself tonight, man. No, no. I'll be honest. I didn't. I didn't. I turned on to to log on to the to start the show, and uh, there was no one here. So I, I put in the chat. I was like, "Where is anyone?" <laughs> no, I, I wasn't planning. I wasn't. I wasn't planning on being on because obviously, by the time you get out of the match and then they get back home, out the traffic and all that sort of, I thought I would be pushing it tonight. So I've literally just had a quick bite. And I thought I'll go give uh, Pete some company for a little bit. No, top man. Appreciate it, mate. Um, and you're at the game, so let look. Let's just get your reflections. I've given mine. So many people in the chat, uh, way over two hundred, have, have given their opinions on things. Um, look, disappointing defeat, but with all the circumstances um, that have gone about, um, look. What are your initial thoughts now? Now you've had some time to think about it. It was the way so it was for the game itself. It went through so many different motions, and in, in that, especially in the first half. But the first ten minutes, it just felt, it felt like we were like the we were the team on top. We were we were going to take the lead and score. Obviously, Miggy missed that, you know that that one on one, which you know perhaps if it had been that rich Vera form like a few months ago, you might have put that away. And to be fair, I think I, obviously I was listening to the show. I was having something late. You mentioned he should have scored, it, and I agree. He should have he should have buried that one past Allison. I think he probably took that that first touch though took him probably about half a yard too close to Allison though. Yeah. Um, but obviously, I would still expect them to score one-one with that. And then that that fifteen-minute spell from when they scored to when Pope got sent off, it just felt like for me when when we were, we were watching it in the stadium, it just felt like the worst spell of football this season. Yeah. Full stop. Everything that could have went wrong went wrong. You know, we were we were. I was in line with the like where the edge of the eighteen-yard box for like on the. Where the guy Cody Gakpo was offside, and we were adamant he was offside from where he was. It just, you know, and see me, my son showed us the still afterwards because obviously we don't we don't get the replays in the ground, and it, we we couldn't believe he wasn't offside. Then on the still, it looks as though Burns played him on. I don't know if that's what was happening when you watched on the, if you watched it live this afternoon and stuff like that. But I don't know whether Burn played him on at, at left back. Um, I think it was Trippier. Was it, it, it yeah, from the still? It, it still wasn't a great angle. To be fair, it was obviously side on like that. And it looked. I was thinking it looked like burn, but it might be true. I don't know. Mm. Um, but and then I don't know what Pope was thinking of. I, I, I still don't understand why he didn't just come out and kick it. I, I know obviously you, you might have thought come out for for a header. He done it. It's going to be fair. He went out. For, he got a header in the first half, but obviously the ball's not higher. But I don't understand why he don't just kick it. Put you or even if it let the ball hit you. As a keeper, and the ball will still go out for a throw or something like that. I don't know what possessed you to try and go for a diving header one yard off the floor. Yeah, it's I don't know, complete rush of blood. It's like 
I would do that. That's something I would expect from Jordan Pickford because yeah. he's he can be that rash and stuff. You know, Nick Pope's normally quite composed, cool, and, 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 and it's even in a pressure situation. But I don't know. Has he been spending too much time with Jordan Pickford? I don't know. At the England camp, has something rubbed off on him? But I don't know. I just I, I can't believe it. And to be fair, I think a lot of the crowd where we were, we were just in utter shock what was going on. Yeah. And that that the spell just before when they took, scored the two goals, it felt as though it was like it was going to be damage limitation from then because it just it looked like one way traffic after that. But to be fair, from the rest of that half onwards into the full time whistle, Newcastle were outstanding. I cannot fault any of the lads that played. They ran their socks off, um, and as I said, you you've mentioned it previously when I was listening. Newcastle created some fantastic chances when even went out at ten men. You know, the, obviously the chance that got off uh, Maxi, which you know it got the, the deflection. Uh, Alison saved it, hit the uh, crossbar. Then you've got the burn header as well, which hit the crossbar. Then you've got the Wilson. I, I still don't know how Wilson missed that set, uh, chance. In the set. I don't know. I, I think he should have. I still think he should have went with his right foot rather than his left foot and lift it and try and lift it over the keeper, whereas with his left foot, it was cut and he hit it more side foot, so it was like flat. Yeah. And it, it obviously it, it was it was straight at he didn't he was he still going across the goal with it as well. I just if he perhaps got with the left foot he should have went to think the his where it was nearest to him. Do you know what I mean? The the left side of the goal. If you're gonna go with the right foot, then go obviously try and lift it over Allison. So I don't know whether he's just I don't know if he's feeling a bit of pressure at the minute because obviously Isak's on, you know when and since he's come after the World Cup, he hasn't been himself. He's, he's, he's there's loads of times when we've always said before on this channel where the the, the chances are fallen to the wrong people. If the if the chance had felt the Wilson, Wilson would have scored that. And the last few games, you can't really say that. There's been quite a few fantastic chances that have fallen to Wilson, and he hasn't put it in the back of the net. He, I don't know whether it's so. It is pressure the fact that you know he's now got Isak breathing down his neck. Um, for his, his starting space and stuff, I don't know, but you know, fair dues for the lads. You know, from two nil down, well, two nil down, I thought it was damage limitation. I said before the game, I just didn't go into next week, and obviously, where we were in the league, I didn't want to lose as long as we didn't lose. Um, keep that momentum going a bit, and obviously, it keeps Liverpool further back. Obviously, with their game in hand, now it providing the win the game in hand, the three points behind, and then yes, they're back in that race, sort of stuff, but. I still wasn't overly impressed with Liverpool, even though, apart from that 10-minute spell, but I don't know whether it was it Liverpool were outstanding for that 10 minutes or were we awful for that 10 minutes. It's that's Because for the, for the rest of the game, with 10 men, we, we, we gave them a good run for the money and we carved them open at times as well. And it was... And, and then, you know, they look ruffled a lot. You know, Van Dijk, even at the back, uh, Van Dijk, he looked... Ruffled a few times, unsettled and stuff like that, and they were giving like, silly corners away and stuff like that. And you think, hold on, you're, you're the one that are, are eleven men here. Where the one that's ten men? You're the one that looks rattled. So I don't know. It was, it was in the back. I can't fault the lads. And if they can keep that team spirit going, and you know Eddie can work on that and just say, look, the way he's finished the game, he's all together as a team. I'm, I'm fan. I thought Joel had a fantastic game. Bear in mind, he's got that, you know, tenth booking yellow card over his head. And the fact that obviously we, you know, realistically we only had two centre midfielders fit with him and Longstaff, obviously Bruno suspended and uh, Willock's injured as well. So 
that was a hard tightrope for him to walk today. But he had a fantastic game without being... You know, there's a few times he was on the floor and he was winning balls on the floor and you're thinking, oh, just one of those half seconds too late, he could be getting to Brooklyn. But I thought he had a fantastic game. Um, ASM, I thought, was outstanding today. He just... He just, I don't know, he just, I don't know what it is. He obviously loves playing against the big six because you look at that game against Man City at the start of the season, which is probably one of his best performances ever in a black and white shirt. But today, just even, it was, the, you know, he, he, he could see he was trying to get the crowd riled up as well in the first, you know, when we were in that dominant spell the first 10 minutes, which is something you don't really see from ASM. But he was really, really trying to get them and get the crowd behind him. And, you know, they were thanking that as well and they were trying to get, get behind him. But even though you know he, he he can have that sulky fa- sulky phase and stuff like that, he for some reason today he didn't. He took that challenge on, thinking, "Well, look, I'm going to have to you know dig deep here for the lads and stuff like that." And he didn't. Some of the chances he created, you know, the chance that you know Allison tipped on at the bar as well. Um, I just thought he was outstanding today. I really, really did. I, I think he has to start on Sunday, and the reason why he has to start is because. We need a player that can do that, that can yeah. that can go at players consistently and constantly and cause them problems. Like Trent, I don't think uh, Trent's delivery was good today, but defensively, I don't think he was very, very good at all. And that was because he was shit scared of what Alan Set Maxwell was doing to him. He was genuinely worried and concerned. Now, what you've got at Man United, you've got either Wambasaka or Dallo. Uh, and, and I think ASM can get the better of any one of them, whoever plays yeah. at that, that position and cause even more problems. And the bit, the point that I made before you came on is that the, although, you know, defensively Liverpool haven't been great this season, I think individually those players are better than what Man U have to offer. And I think yeah. as a defensive unit, we could get at Man United with a far less goalkeeper in De Gea compared to Alisson. I think there'll be opportunities for us to score on Sunday. I really, really do. And I think we need someone like Alice, uh, Alice at Maximum to open up the play. Um, he linked really well with with Isaac at times um, in the first half. He linked really well with Gordon in the second half when he came on really well. And I just thought that's, that was the Alice at Maximum of old. That was, that was what we wanted. That was kind of very similar to the Man City performance. Even, like, I don't know if you remember the goal against Man City at, at St. James's where he makes that run in field, plays the ball to Wilson and Wilson mm. scores off the back yeah. of it. He literally plays the identical ball for Miggy Amiron. And Miggy obviously doesn't score because Alisson saves it. It was almost like carbon copy. Like mm-hmm. of that, and it almost felt like that type of game. But today, it was just that th- on three occasions we switched off and three individual mistakes. I thought Shaw was at fault for the first one because his positioning was out to let Nunes in. The second one, Trippier should have continued to track his man in Gakpo, and he kind of stops to kind of put him offside. But that then allows Gakpo to take a touch and finish. Whereas if it had tracked the run, it it had been able to stop him. Um, so it's you know individual mistakes there, and obviously Pope is, is is Pope like he's obviously made that mistake to get sent off, and like you just said, Richie. Other than that, I do think that we at times we were the better team, and yeah, even Klopp in one of his press conferences, I don't think it was a Sky one, might have been another one, even said like for long parts, even with ten men, Newcastle were good. You know he he recognised it. Eddie Howe has said I can't really fault the team, other than the three the three the three incidences. We played well. 
Like you can't say that we hadn't, and we did. We did play well. If we'd have played like that last week, we'd have won. Mm-hmm. That's that's the that's the thing. That's the key. So, although we're all disappointed right now, and we're kind of feeling, you know, um, you know, a bit deflated going into the final week before the cup final, you know, there are some positives to take out of it. And to be fair, lots in the chat have already uh, alluded to that uh, as well. Yeah. But uh, what was a surprise and. Uh, Richie um, Life Goals has uh, put this question to use. But Richie, thoughts on Richie? <laughs> I don't think we had much of an option from the bench today, did we, all this stuff like that? But to be fair, you you, you always know he's going to get a shift. He's going to give you a shift where he puts uh, players on the pitch, whether it be on the right or the left or centre midfield, which is not ideal for him and stuff like that. But Richie's just Richie, do you know what I mean? He, he's... You, you know what you're going to get. He's not the level going forward. What we need to be, do you know what I mean? He's he's been a stalwart for us for years now, and you know everyone's really really happy for all the work that he's done, and we'll all, everyone will be fond of him for that. You know, like, uh, but it's he's he's going to be a bit part player for the rest of the season. But he came in and did a, uh, a job for us. We get what he did, and to be fair, as I said before, all the lads who, who played today did their part and were fantastic. That were 10 men and he came and was a part of that as well, so, uh, you know, he was, uh, yeah, he was. He, he did well for, for when he came on. Yeah, definitely. He, he, there was one, there was one track back run that he just absolutely sprinted for. Yeah, so yeah. All the way back and managed to clear it, you thought, yeah, that that is, like you just said, it, it's like... You know what he's going to give you. He worked so hard. And that was like written back in the championship in the early Premier League when we got promoted under Rafa days, like where he'd just, he'd just be back and forth for 90 minutes, just like just an absolute you know, workhorse. Um, he, he really was. But there was a, there's another question here. There's a few in the chat that have said tonight that, you know, top four is done, we're not going to make it, uh, all the rest of it. And, and Craig Lee's come back with, uh, you know, it's too early to say we're out of the top four race. We've been without a few players whilst going through a drought. I still think we'll be there or thereabouts for fourth. You know, is it too early for you, Rich, to think that we're not going to make top four this season or, you know, still many games left to play? It, this, it's, there's still, still too many left to play. Um, obviously, we've got City, the next game, uh, it's, 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 it's an awkward one to approach because obviously at least we know we're going to have Joel Linton available for it, which I think will be huge in that game. Um, and obviously you're, you're probably going to you're probably going to have all obviously Bruno will be back from his suspension as well, um, and you could, you could potentially have all four of your centre midfielders back. So that's a good thing because obviously it's going to give a rotation of someone who can come in and give make a chain and give some fresh legs in there as well. But then you, you'll pretty much have your your full attacking. Um, you know, you'll you'll have Gordon, Miggy, ASN, Isak, Wilson as well, and obviously the only real change you're probably going to have is going to be the suspension. How many games is actually Pope suspended for now? Is it is it just a, a straight one game, or is he? Is he... I, think, I think it's just one. Like people in the chat, let us know if it's any difference. I'm I'm under the impression it's just the one game, so he just misses the cup final. See, I wasn't I wasn't even too sure if you missed the cup final because obviously they said you couldn't you couldn't get a card for the final, but. Obviously, everyone's been it is a straight red, is it? Um, so I wasn't too sure, but to be fair, obviously, I heard everyone talking about um Carius, and from what I've seen of him when he played that, you know, when he played in the uh over in Saudi Arabia, that he played at that half okay, yes, against it's against Saudi opposition, but he looked solid when he played there. And 
he's a really experienced international goalkeeper. You know, he, he, before he went through that uh, that rut, went from the Champions League fan, he was back up to Manuel Neuer, him and Ter Stegen. Do you know what I mean? So he's not a bad keeper. Uh, he just has. He's one of those people. Where I think he just needs someone to have some belief in him. And I think if we all get behind him, you know, what what if if he makes a, a fantastic save early on, that's gonna you know, the adrenaline's gonna keep running for running through him. He's gonna be really up for it. It'll just if everyone gets behind him, who's to say that all those memories of the Champions League final are eradicated if we go out and win next week? And he, he's, you know, he gets a winner's medal, going up the stairs at Wembley and stuff like that. And people won't ever talk about that again. People will talk about, you know, if he's made a fantastic save, like, oh, he saved a penalty or something like that, or, you know, he's a, a last-ditch save for Newcastle to win the game and get the first trophy uh, since 1969. Then, like, you think, what what better way to dispel all those, you know, demons from the Champions League? Finally, he's got a, something else to be proud of now and get that hoodoo off his back sort of thing. So I think it's, I, I'm not, issue, no issue at all with Carrius being in goal next week. Yeah, he said he literally. We're saying the same thing. Said earlier on in the show exactly, exactly what you said, and, and I agree with you. Interesting comment from Marco T. Welcome, Marco T. To the channel. A trips has to be dropped, or we will be defeated next Sunday. I don't agree with that personally. I thought you know trips was still trying to create chances. He looks, you know, he's had a little bit of dipping form. He looks a little bit tired, but he's still creating chances for Newcastle. Do you agree? Yeah, I was I was a bit surprised they took him off, but I think they've just tried to protect him for next week potentially. Um, and obviously, you've got to remember that he's probably one of the older players on the pitch as well, and he does one. Of, he's one of the ones that does the most running as well. So the fact that you're down to ten men and he's having to do a lot more running because obviously you've lost that extra man, so he's having to cover in infield a bit as well as going forward, backwards as well. Um, I don't, I don't blame him for taking him off and you know putting fresh legs on. We know that Jacob Murphy can, uh, he can you know play wing back. He said before he's played right back behind. But there's not a cat in hell's chance you're going to drop the captain for next week. The, the most experienced player, I know it's it's uh, there's just no way. You know he's you were talking to someone who's played in Champions League finals. You talked about who's played in you know in a European Euros final as well. You, you, you can't take out the most experienced head in that Newcastle team, full stop. You just can't. I agree. Um, Bob Heaslewell quite rightly said, uh, it's crazy talk, but Marco T's come back with Mancilio, has a lot more pace than Trips, and if Man did what Trips did, uh, then he stops playing uh, for the first goal. Um, uh, that That's, yeah. Fair enough. That that that's his opinion, uh, and we're all about opinions on this channel. But uh, personally, I don't um, I don't agree. Just to answer Teresi's question, we've talked about it already. Um, the the goalkeeper conundrum is, you know, Pope is suspended, so he misses the game. Um, Dubravka is cup tied because he played for Man United against I think Aston Villa in the Carabao Cup, so therefore he's cup tied for Uz. Um, and that then leaves Carrius and Gillespie. And I think there was an interview with BN Sports with uh, Eddie Howe tonight that he almost alludes to the fact that Carrius will start. He didn't in his Sky interview. He kind of put it down the middle, but for BN Sports, he almost alludes to um, Carrius starting and, and his wealth of experience. So we can all assume that that's going to be the case. Um, a, com a comment, Richie, I'll come to you about this, because a comment that's come up... Um, 
continually on in the chat. Um, and Daryl, um, one of the boys I know, he's put a comment on. He put Wilson was so disappointing tonight. But um, to counteract that. Um, there was a comment here uh, from Yano that put Wilson has only trained once this week. Um, he ain't going to be the sharpest if he isn't training. You know, what was just from your opinion from being in the stadium with regards to Wilson it, when he came off the bench? It's hard to really say because obviously it's you're coming on with a man down sort of thing. It's mainly about fresh legs, isn't it? Really, just to try and see if you can nick anything or and you know damage limitation. You don't really want to go and you know, even you know, yes, the game was gone when at two nil, pretty much when he came on. But you still don't want to be going to a cup final, losing four nil or something like that. It's, yeah. um, you know, so he ran, he, he ran. You know, he's which to be fair, he, you know, he did, did quite a bit of that, and you know, there, there was some good bits of movement. But I think he, he's right about the sharpness that you know, he's it's just I know that 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 chance. We were we were already everyone around us were really like we were on our feet. We thought there's no way he's going to miss that, no way. And we just I can't believe he did. I really can't. Um, I don't know. It, it just doesn't seem to be. You know, I don't know. It's a tough one because he was on fire before the, the World Cup. You know that the the spell he was in, he was in a rich vein of form. He, everyone was saying he earned it through his displays, but. Since then, he's just he's had some fantastic. As I said, we said earlier, he's had some fantastic opportunities. To uh, you know, the balls actually felt him for a change, and he hasn't put them in the back of the net. And when that's predominantly your your job on the pitch, and you're you're not doing it, then obviously you know I don't really think Isak's had. So I think it's one of those. Do you think Isak would have finished the chances that Wilson's missed? And it's you, you'd like to say yes, you would off what you've seen of Isak so far. Um, but then again, it's like it's a difficult one. I just, I don't think I'd be starting next week. I think I'd be starting Isak. I think Isak did quite well today. I think he's him and his move, but he's got a good link up player with ASM. Um, he, you can see it, there was one the, the ball that ASM played through, I think it was in the second half. Uh, and Isak got the box, uh, got the ball just inside the 18 yard box, and he turned and hit it left foot and just went over the top left hand corner. But the ball through from ASM. It was like an eye through a needle because obviously we were right on the 18 yard line. It was a fantastic ball. And bear in mind that Isak was the only player that was, was supporting them as well. So they've obviously got that connection. We've mentioned this before. They've been working and trained to try and build up a relationship that when they're on the pitch together, because nine times out of 10, when they've both been coming off the bench, they've been coming off the bench together. So they are playing. So they want to know what, what, what they prefer to do movement wise, where they're going to run and, you know, where they want, they want the ball to be played and stuff like that. And, you can see that between the two of them, um, but at the minute Wilson just doesn't seem to be on—I don't know—on the same level as anyone at the minute. The, the same wavelength as anyone. It's—it's it's a weird one at the minute, but it could be down to the fact that he's hardly trained all weekend. You see, he's, he's been seen to have a few niggles since he's come off the World Cup as well. He obviously illness as well, and obviously had that little hamstring tweak. I don't know if that was obviously the issue, but. Uh, and it's in the back of his mind that his hamstring's going to go again. I don't know whether that's something that's going on as well. Uh, but no, nah, it's, uh, it's, it's difficult. You don't you don't like to say from Wilson because everyone loves Callum Wilson. But it's it's like as he says, life go, life goal says that Wilson's got a bit unfortunate. Yeah, he's thirty one. You know, the amount of hamstring injuries he's had. It's one hamstring injury can knock you to lose your pace or whatever something like that. And he's done it a few times now and. 
you know, perhaps it's just a bit of confidence in your own body, let alone confidence in front of goal. Could you know what I mean? So if you're not confident in your own body, yeah, no, you're absolutely right. I know that more than anyone. My hamstrings, yeah. my hamstrings were, were torn left, my, right. My, my knees, ankle, mate. I know exactly this. Is it. My yeah, knees, and, and it does. It really does affect you. But look, the one thing I'll say to counteract life goals' point with regards to Wilson is that. Regardless of what we think of him, I think he's he's started or he's played in 15, 16 games this season and got 10 goal contributions, seven goals, three assists. So even though we're kind of questioning, you know, is Wilson still the guy? 10 goal contributions this season, not bad. Only Miggy has more. I think Miggy's got, what, 11? Um, yeah. He... he, he He's still, he's still, he's still the guy that's producing um, these moments over the course. Of the I season. think that the thing that this put this put the spit on that though is that the fact that people haven't been taking their chances around him though, because obviously he's been poor since the World Cup. So this is probably one of the reasons why we're going through this barren spell, not scoring goals, because Miggy went through that run there, and you know everyone said he'd love that run to continue for Miggy, but everyone knew it was going to stop at some point. And then you need someone else to step up. But the problem is, Wilson hasn't been on fire since he came back. And there's nobody else been really stepping up around it. You look at some of the people who've scored goals. He's obviously, um, you know, helped Wilson for that goal or that uh, against Fulham. That's one, one of the goals we scored. We couldn't break down um, Leeds at home. Um, you know, West Ham. We should really be beating them at home. We weren't taking our chances. Same with Bournemouth last week. We're just not taking our chances. Um, you know, Longstaff scored a couple of goals from midfield. Joel Linton scored a couple of goals from midfield in this spell. And you start to think if those hadn't been getting goals, you know, we were struggling full stop. We're not even getting any centre backs getting any goals like we used to. You know, even though we've got such a, and I know this is a bit, was in one of an article in one of the local papers uh, this week. That Newcastle have got what, uh, such a tall defence, but with, there's hardly there's been no goals from corners from either, any of them. If, if you look at Dan Byrne, Botman, and Shaw, obviously Shaw got that screamer on the opening day of the season against Forest. But when you've got a six foot three, six foot five, and six foot seven, set technically centre backs in the opposite opposition box, then surely they should be getting on the end of it. And obviously Dan Byrne, giving his dues, was unlucky today. Uh, you know. Couple of inches further down, it's in, it's in the roof of the net. Do you know what I mean? So it's yeah. he, he, you've got to give him his dues. He's, he's actually his radar seems to be on a little bit better now. That you know, there's been a few where they've been you know, yards higher, yards wide, and stuff like that. Um, but yeah, but it's we really need a goal scorer again on fire. Uh, I think you know we've said a few times this season that ASM is playing for his place going forward from the rest of this season. It could be the case for. Uh, Callum Wilson as well, mainly just due to his age. Yeah. Natural progression of the squad, natural progression of the team. It, it has to happen. Um, and, and players that we've become accustomed to playing week in, week out, will eventually find themselves at the club. It's as simple as that. John Joe Shelby being that classic example, uh, no doubt. Um, right, there's some interesting points being made here. Um, lots and lots of interesting points. I just want to um, squash this um, comment here uh, from old angry new gamer. Um, Karius is injured, he definitely isn't. He's been in training. Um, I think someone else has alluded to that in the chat as well. So he, he's definitely 
he's definitely fit to play. So um, we don't want those concerns being uh, circulated that he's potentially injured and that would just leave Gillespie uh, as the only goalkeeper to play. So that isn't the case. Um, where was Ashby? Ashby's not been in any of the squads since he signed and um, Eddie Howe's alluded to that already. Um, because West Ham knew he was leaving, they didn't play him in the first team squad at all. They didn't give him any minutes. So he needs to get fit. Um, and and he, Eddie Howe has mentioned that a couple of times in his press conferences. So um, you'll probably see, in my opinion, uh, Richie, you might have a different opinion. I, I think we'll see Ashby play um, or start to be really integrated during pre-season, in my opinion. Um, I don't know if you think anything different, Richie. You might see, I think you might, the fact that obviously uh, Mankio was back uh, on on the bench today, obviously that's a bonus because at least we've got cover for, you know, someone who's exper should I say experienced cover rather than cover because obviously Ashby's cover as well. Uh, we've got experienced cover if anything was to happen to uh, to trips. But it's, I don't know, it's, it's a funny one. You, you, you might get, you might get some more squad things once he gets up to speed and training. But also, if, if he can get a few, uh, you know, under twenty three games under his belt as well, a few matches, or you know, if they have any, uh, you know, uh, sorry, any behind closed door friendlies or something like that. But um, I, I, I think that we might see him in some squads going forward towards it. But I, I agree, you'll probably see him integrated properly, as in um, you are Trippier's, you know, cover um, from the next season. No, fair point. Um, Tomb Review. Uh, Paul, hope you're well. Um, we'll be on with Paul um, on Lodi tomorrow night, so check that one out. Um, that's for sure. And um, Paul's put, I'm really proud of the lads today. Uh, two poor goals and a red card, but heads never dropped, and they worked their arses off onto Wembley. Just as myself and Richie have said, exactly the same. Um, we can't fault the lads. Um, <clears throat> after the goals in the, in the red card, uh, they were absolutely spot on. Um, that's for sure. Um, Craig Leeper, surprised Gordon didn't start, especially as he can't play next week and it was Liverpool. Do you agree? Yeah. I, I was, when the band told us that Anderson was playing, I was shocked. And I know you've already mentioned that as well. You were surprised. It, it was it was screaming out for Anthony Gordon playing that number 10 role today. Uh, he looked good when he came on. You know, it's, he talked about someone who's just left Everton, who always raises his game when he's playing Liverpool. And you know, to to, to bring him on two 0 down with ten men, did he have a good game when he came in? Yeah, he had a fantastic game when he came in. His movement, his passing, and he's starting to get relationship with the players around him and how, how they want to play and how you know, as you do when you get used to play, you know you move clubs and stuff like that. So. For me, I, I was really, really surprised, especially with the, you know, the bodies that we've got out and stuff. And as you're right, he's cup tied next week, so you know it, it has that ability of you know giving keeping somebody else potentially fresh or uh, and stuff like that. But yeah, I, I was bemused. And to be fair, I, I did feel sorry for Elliot Anderson uh, having to go off. You know, he gets his first Newcastle start and has to go off because Pope gets sent off, but. To be fair, he was it was the logical choice because you had to keep your most experienced team out there. Mm -hmm. And unfortunately, he's the, he was the least uh, experienced um, player on the pitch. So he had to make way, unfortunately. Yeah, no, I, I agree. And look, we've got 250 watching still uh, in, in, the, in the chat. 
Um, massive, massive thanks for everyone tuning in. Uh, it's not been the best result today, but we always react regardless. And click that like. Um, and if you haven't subscribed, we've got so many new people in the chat tonight. So click that, click that subscribe button. Uh, become um, a subscriber to uh, Loaded Mag NUFC. Um, and uh, we will continue the content throughout, uh, that is for sure. I'm um, going to fly through some questions now because so many in the chat um, uh, are supporting um, uh, everything Loaded Mag NUFC. Uh, we'll go to a couple of questions. So we've had the Gordon one. Um, we'll go to this one here. Uh, what I want, what what Daryl wants to know is name your starting eleven for the final and uh, and the tactics. But we, you know, with time permitting, we can just go to the the starting eleven. So, what what are you going for with regards to your starting eleven, Richie? Well, it looks as like it's going to be Carius who's going to be between the sticks uh, due to the fact that obviously Pope's suspended and uh, Debravka's cup ties. Um, mainly, you know, obviously. It would be a fantastic achievement if Gillespie, you know, a local goal, you know, a local lad getting to uh, being goal for his hometown club in a, in a major cup final would be a dream for him. But you've got to be realistic here. You need your most experienced players on the pitch. And Carrius has got hands down more experience than Gillespie. So obviously you'd have to go with Carrius in that front. Um, back I've, four, I've, put, I've put the back four there as yeah, a starter. Would yeah. you change any of those? No. <laughs> no, <laughs> no, no, no. So, which is why I left it there. So you've got you, so you've got your back five sorted. Yeah, now I think, what, I think one of the good do. things though is that it looks like Target could be back next week. So we've got another option if uh, Burns struggling because obviously we, you've got to look at the fact that I know, I know you mentioned it briefly before um, that uh, Rashford's on fire at the minute, and you know he could potentially if he moves out to that right, he could you know give but. Burn a, a torrid time uh, next week, but uh, if you look at the, the midfield, I think it, the midfield has to be Big Joe, uh, Bruno, oh, and Longstaff. Okay, so you've, you've said Big Joe, and where's Bruno? Bruno's here on the bottom. There he is, hidden away. Um, are you playing them like this? Joe left Bruno here. Where where, where are you positioning? Them? I think you have. I think you have to just to. I think you're really going to play Bruno in the. In the the slightly deeper role, uh, because Joel Litton on that left-hand side is good for cover for Burn as well. Uh, you know, especially when it looks like Maxi's going to be playing on the left, so you need that cover. And it's, he's he's used to helping Burn cover, and also he's a good outlet for Burn as well when Burn gets the ball as well. So I, I would keep Joel Litton in there. You want the legs in there, which is why I'd, I'd go along staff on the other side because obviously. There's talk Wilson could be fit. Uh, sorry, Willard could be fit um, for next week. But I thought Longstaff had a, a pretty decent game today as well. Bear in mind, yeah. it was only him and Joel Litton. So for me, that's that's your middle, that's your uh, your, your midfield right. next week. Let's get these pricks off the pitch because I don't want to see any <laughs> on here. I'll delete them shortly after the show. Um, no doubt about that. Um, hold on one second. Uh, let's get this guy. Okay, these are the ones that matter. So there's your midfield three, Richie. Um, yeah. Mike, who I'm going to spread these guys out. Who are you going for up top? You've got these guys here. Uh, we can throw Murphy in there. We've got Ash uh, Anderson in there. Who are you going for? I'm going for Isak in the middle. 
Okay. I'm going for Almiron on the right. Yep. And ASM on the left. Okay. Now, Gordon is cup-tied, so he's not in, yep. involved in this conversation anyway. Um, okay. Interesting. So, that's the team that you're going for. Um I think if you look, obviously, you look at Wilson's potential. I say Willock's potentially going to be there as well. Yeah. So it means you've actually got a few options from the bench as well, which is it's good for a change that you know, like we've said, we've got a, like a core fourteen or fifteen players that we could rely on this yeah. season. Um, so it's you know, obviously you, you've got Gordon that, that you can add in the mix in the in the league, but you know if there's the, you know if you want to have options as in you know you've got Wilson Willock. Target if Burns having a bad day, he's back as well. Yeah. Uh, Murphy, you know what you get from Murphy as well. Do you know what I mean? He's he's a workhorse. Yes, you know if he's going to be in front of goal, he's probably not going to score. But he's he's you know he, 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 he's some of his movements good. Uh, he can put a decent ball in. He put what bad, I say that, but he put an absolute awful ball in today. Just couldn't get his foot round it at all. And put it straight behind the goal. But I just think that team with what obviously with who's who's fit and stuff like that, it picks itself. That for me is anyway. You take Carries out of that conversation, and like you just said, like you said earlier, Richie, he's not a bad goalkeeper. You look at his past, his history, and what he's done, albeit the Champions League final. You look at that team. That's that's a team that could win the cup. Yeah. You know what I mean? Like, obviously, we're disappointed about the Liverpool game and and, and all the rest of it and losing Pope, but. That right there is a team that can win the, win the cup. There is no doubt about it. Um, and like you said, look, those five that you see at the top, you've got Anderson, Wilson, uh, Willock, um, Target, Murphy. That could be your five subs coming off the bench, like mm -hmm. if you need them. You know what I mean? So it's, um, I mean, you could probably throw the likes of Fraser in there, Matt Ritchie, if you really wanted to. You've got options. And like I say, the, the bench isn't as. It isn't the worst in the world. You've got Willock and Wilson that would definitely come on. Like you said, target potentially. I'm inclined to go with that team. Um, however, I think this is how we'll start. I just, th I just think, I just think how we'll stick with Wilson. I really do. Um, and if he proves his fitness over the course of the week, he'll start him. But if you're asking me, I'm with you, Richie. I go with this. Um, I go with this. I think this is the team that could that could bring the cup home, uh, personally. Um, but yeah, it's interesting. Uh, uh, people in the chat, get your questions in. Do you agree with with, with our assessment of of the starting eleven, or do you think it might be anything different? Um, let's go for it. But uh, look, uh, moving on uh, very very quickly, uh, we'll, we'll, we'll throw a few questions out there. Um, what second? I can hear something in the background. One second. Um, it says here, Craig Lee says we we shit set pieces. They were awful, and we should have got at least one from a set piece. Is that a concern? Yeah, I, I mentioned it before. Uh, the fact that you look at the Dan Byrne, Sven Botman, and Fabian Shaw six three, six five, and six seven. And we haven't none of them have scored from a set piece. Our last set piece that we scored from was Joel Linton against Leicester on but on the uh, on Boxing Day. So you look at the, we should be, you know, at least at least making the keeper work, but we're not. 
they're not that that's the problem sometimes i i think trippy has been fantastic and you know we know he's always the set piece taker i think occasionally we need to try some something different from a free kick perhaps let someone else take it because sometimes his delivery hasn't been what it has been before and uh, this season it hasn't been as great at times um, so the lads haven't been able to get on the end of it you know it hasn't you know sometimes we used to always be critical of Shelby not be able to beat the front man and stuff like that plenty of times before in the past and it's uh, you know that he's had that's happened a few times but we'll see it be a bit more leading because being Kieran Trippy and we know he can have a decent free kick or a decent, a decent corner the majority of the time so um, but yeah it is a big you know we, everyone keeps it you hear the commentators all the time there's plenty of height in the team we should be doing so much better and perhaps it's something they need, to, they need to work on and train a bit more. I don't know if they have much to do work on it and train, but uh, it, it's definitely something that they need to look at. Yeah, definitely. Um, you were there at the game today. Um, what did you make a Liverpool fan singing you never walk alone during the Christian National Applause? Not sure myself. Uh, we uh, did sing the Blading Races um, on the Hillsborough anniversary, though. Um, what were your thoughts on that? It's, it was a really weird one because there was, there was people around me who were like saying, oh, F off Liverpool fans and stuff like that. You know, you shouldn't be doing that. We're, we're trying to have a mark of respect for, for Christine Atsu and stuff like that. But it's also, it's that's their song for remembering people as well. So it's it was it was a weird one because, you know, some people thought, you know, you shouldn't really be singing it and making it about yourself. But I don't think people were looking at it. Like, I was looking at it more as an... That's the song that they they sing for people who live long in their memory. You know, like you talk about like Shankly and stuff like that. And um, I actually I appreciated the gesture, if that makes sense. Yeah. And then I thought it was it was actually touching. And about you know, it's you know, like obviously I know Jonathan has mentioned there with Blade and Races. Mm-hmm. I think that's a bit different to you know a song which for me is they're talking about remembering people and stuff like that. Blade and Race is a completely different song uh, to, to You'll Never Walk Alone. So, um, you know, because it, it could be it could be anything that reaches out to the family, the, the fans, the team, that you'll never walk alone, that you've lost one of your own sort of stuff like that. There's there's loads of different means to that song with Blade and Race is a completely different song. So I didn't mind it, if I'm honest. I thought, I thought it was actually quite a bit of a nice touch, but... I did as well. Um, so I agree with you with regards to that. Uh, I thought it was a nice touch and it was them way of re- remembering someone who, who had passed away. I didn't think it was a bad thing. Newcastle fans are really good at doing it at away grounds when something happens with um, the club that we're playing against. We're always really very, very respectful. I think it was res- respect shown in, in, in my opinion. So I'm, um, I know you agree as well, Richie. Um, <laughs> Swanky Wags has put there's some right winges in here. Negative Nellies. Uh, that team was immense today with 10 men. Uh, one or two with different opinions in the chat. Some of us don't agree. Lots of us don't agree. But yeah, it, everybody is entitled to their opinion. And that's for sure. Mm-hmm. And I put, just remember, um, uh, Man you have to play tomorrow. Um, and then Barcelona Thursday. Wilson is become our new Andy Carroll. I don't know about that in terms of being a sick note. I don't think he's that bad. Um, um, but Joe, J7 today had to be literally dragged off. Um, uh, and I don't know if you saw it, Richie, but when he was taken off, um, how saying to him, I did it for you. Like, like, I literally, I did it for you in terms of bringing him off because he was worried that when yeah. he took his shot, uh, he had a shot that was blocked 
Yeah, he was rubbing his hamstring a bit, wasn't yeah. he? It was, yeah. It was, like, it was above his hamstring. It was almost like his bum, like he went just uh, over. You know, thing, yeah. Right, so it was a slight strain. I don't think it was his hamstring, um, but I don't think at that point, anyhow. He's probably, probably knackered, to be fair. The amount of ground he had to cover with extra, you know, a man down, do you know what I mean? There's, it's not like we're playing someone like the, the lower end of the table, which you were talking about, uh, you know, Liverpool side have got some fantastic players in. And you've got to remember when, I think it was on the 60-minute mark, they literally brought, they took four players off and brought four players on. So you didn't even get any respite on that front, do you know what I mean? And it was it was two front players and two midfielders that came on. So it was fresh legs affecting the position he was in. He had an outstanding shift today. Yeah, he was. He was uh, very, very good. Um, that is for sure. And look, just a couple of comments just to end it off. Um Life goals puts the last bad run involved a loss to Liverpool and two draws, then suddenly a run of six wins. Fingers crossed we can do the same again. And would I eat there put at the end of the season if we haven't secured Champions League place, we still have have progressed and achieved more than anyone believed possible. So I for one would not be downhearted and you can't you can't not agree with some of those comments and uh, lastly Daryl um, has put question two um, what is everyone's plans for next weekend including the hosts I'm meeting up with Geordie's down south and a few Man um, United fans at the sports bar in London um, any, any particular plans for you Richie on, on Sunday all my mates are going to the game <laughs> all the Newcastle ones out anyway uh, and me, and me uh, my father-in-law's in Lanzarote so it's just going to be me and the band Glued to the the TV, uh, so that just uh, do you know what I, I, I you know there's options. People always say about oh, would you like a ticket? And I, I said I wouldn't go without the Ben. For me, it's it's experience, and you you'll know this. We having your kids as well. I know how much it meant to you when you you took your daughter for the first time, and you know it's it's for me. I I couldn't live with going to Wembley and leaving him at home, sort of thing. So it's for me. I, I want to experience it. You know, if Newcastle win the first cup for God knows how long, and to get to do it with watching with me Ben sitting next to us, it would mean the world. There was so that that's that's what I'll be doing next week. Yeah, definitely. Um, I'm heading down to London um, on the train. We've got um, with my really good friends who I grew up with who are Man United season ticket holders. They're going down, but I'll be meeting. I think Chris is down there in London, so hopefully meeting with him. And watching a game in a pub in London somewhere, but where that will be, who knows? Um, if I get a ticket in between that time, I might be in Wembley. So <laughs> fingers crossed, fingers crossed that that, that comes a, that comes uh, to fruition. But if not, look, uh, we'll be enjoying it regardless. That is for sure. A few shows coming up. We said Tomb Review will be on tomorrow night, so get involved in that. Um, that show. We've got Alex Hurst with us from the True Faith on Monday evening to discuss all the fallout and everything going on from there. And then we've got the Chronicle Boys, Andrew Musgrove and, and Aaron Stokes coming to join us on the Tuesday evening. So lots and lots packed in uh, for Loaded Mag and UFC. And look, just before we go, we have to say a massive thanks to our sponsors. I remember this time, Richie. Um, <laughs> um, massive thanks to the RadiatorShed.com um, for all their support, Russ and everyone associated uh, for all of their classic radiators. 
And of course, they're aluminium rads, very mild, environmentally friendly and perfect for heat source pumps. And they offer home surveys and will install if required um, and check them out. And whilst you're there, check out the Install Works, uh, the Northeast Partnership, the Install Works, uh, a massive uh, support of the channel as well. Um, and continue to support all things um, Loaded Mag NUFC. Um, if you haven't become a member, click that blue button that you can see on the screen over it, through your laptop and become a member. As I mentioned before, we had a new member tonight and there is going to be a prize draws is coming along very, very shortly. Um, and lastly, uh, H2O uh, Bathroom Designs. Um, get in and show your support for everything H2O. Uh, we showed these designs the other day and they're just outstanding. Um uh, if you if you're not interested in getting a bathroom from these guys, and I don't know what you're doing, uh, because these are the guys to go for. Look at the, the the finish and the quality that they provide. So get involved in H2O and bathroom designs, um, guys and girls. That's it. Uh, that's the review done and dusted. Thank you for everyone joining us. Well over two fifty joining us for the majority of that show. Richie, thank you for jumping straight on after you come it's back. Right, mate. Gauges, I uh, really do appreciate it. And everyone in the right. chat, questions, the lot. It's been amazing. Um, so thank you. Um, on what's been a disappointing res uh, result tonight, but let's get on to the cup um, and let's bring it home. Uh, we'll be covering it all week. So stick with Loaded Mag and UFC. Good night, everyone. And how do you like that? Drink it.